So, sure, I start with a uh, general Divrei Chizik for, for learning the Sechus Brachas. Sadik and Sitkis Hatzadik talks about uh, the, the concept of beginnings and how everything that is a beginning, Rashi's Koldavar, is always the most significant. And uh, he relates why is it that, you know, Shah starts with Brachas? What, what, what exactly is so essential about Brachas that it's the perfect place to start? And it's not only Mesechus Brachos specifically, but it's really Kriyashma, which we're going to see is, is the focal point here uh, right in the beginning of the Mesechta. So Reb Tzadik writes, he says, you know, if you think about and break down Judaism in all of its greatest scope, he says a Yid, if he knows one thing, he can know Mesechus Brachos, he'll end up in Gan Eden. Because if you think about it, if you break it down, most of the mitzvahs that we do, most of the regular routine that we do is all Mesechus Brachos on a daily, in a daily cycle. You say Kriyashma twice a day, you daven, Every time you eat, you make a bracha. So that's really, that's the main thing of a Jew. And to dedicate itself in our Kaddish Baruch Hu in a positive sense. We're not talking about anything that you shouldn't do in this Mesechta. We're talking about all the positive ways of trying to connect to the Rebona Shalom. And Mesechta's brachas is all about what a person thinks about before you do something. So Kriya Shema, for example, it's not about your actual way. You're dedicating yourself to our Kaddish Baruch Hu in action. But it's in thought. It's in mindset. It's in the way you speak about our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And as we're going to learn today in our Masechta, it's something that requires constant review, it requires routine, and through doing that, that's how a person, uh, person shies in this world. So it should be a chizik, and obviously uh, extremely befitting to start Dafyomi with Masechas Brachas. So the first, uh, the Mishnah starts off without any context, without knowing what in the world is going on, and the Gemara will jump on that. The, the Mishnah starts off, What is the earliest time that a person can say Shema at night? So the Mishnah answers, Mishosha Kohanim Nechlasan Lechobet Trumasan. It's when the Kohanim are able to enter into Ether Trumas. So a little bit of background information here is necessary. If a Kohen becomes Tame, if a Kohen becomes Tame, the halacha is that they're impure and are no longer allowed to eat Truma or Kachim. That's the halacha. <coughs> they can immerse inside the mikvah, and after going to the mikvah, they are not automatically Tahar. Certain vestiges of the Tumah remain. The Kohen is called a Tevul Yom. Tevul Yom means he has gone to the mikvah on this day. But until the day ends, there are certain remains of the Tumah. See, he still is not allowed to eat Truma. The earliest time that the Kohen is allowed to eat Truma is once nightfall comes. Ha'arev Shemesh. Once the sun goes away, then the Kohen is mutter to eat Truma. There are certain types of Tumah where the Kohen still the next day is required to bring a carbon in the base of Mikdash in order to be completely pure to eat from sacrificial offerings from the Kachim inside the base of Mikdash. But to eat Truma, to eat the special portions that are given to him from the grain of Eretz Yisrael, that the Kohen is allowed to do as soon as the day is over. So there's three parts really in the purity process. Step one is go to the mikvah. He still can't eat kachim. He still can't eat truma. Step two is when, the, when, when nightfall arises, uh, arrives, then he's allowed to eat truma, but he's still ushered to eat kachim. Step three is the next day when he brings karbanos, then he's completely, completely pure and can even eat kachim. So the Mishnah says the time that you eat, tr- the, the time that the konim go to eat truma, i.e. nightfall, nightfall is the earliest time that a person can say shema. What is the lightest time that a person can recite Shema in the evening? So the key word here, the operative words in the Pasuk are, You say Shema when you lie down and when you arise. The first thing we have to get out of our minds is that that does not mean when you personally go to sleep and when you personally wake up. That's not true. means when society goes to bed and when society wakes up. Now the question is, when people are going to sleep, does that mean when they are going to sleep or when they are sleeping? The difference is, 
This is what is the latest time to say Shema. So, Ad Sofa Ashmu are Yishur and Adivir Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Eliezer's position is until people have, are, are going to sleep. The latest time is when society has already gone to bed for the night. So the end of the first watch of the night, the night is divided into three watches. So on a six to six night, the end of the first watch would be 10 p.m. 10 p.m., the end of the first third of the night, the end of the first watch is the latest time. Because after 10 p.m., the society at large has already gone to bed. So the earliest time that society goes to sleep is nightfall, the latest time that people are going to bed is 10 p.m. So the window of opportunity to say Shema, according to Rabbi Lazar, is nightfall until 10 p.m. But the Chachamim disagree. The Chachamim look at the word Bishach Bachad to mean not when people are going to sleep, but while people are sleeping. Therefore, essentially, reading of the Shema should be the entire night. So, however, it gets a little bit more complex. We get two more opinions. Essentially, everybody agrees that you can say Shema the whole night until the, until the morning. However, Chachamim still say, better to get it done by Chatzos, by midnight. So we end up with three opinions, 10 p.m., midnight, and the next morning, all the way until the morning. How do we make sense of the Chachamim saying until midnight? Is it when people go to bed or is it when people are sleeping? So we can tell from what happens in the rest of the Mishnah. Maisa, there was once a story, the sons of Rabbi Gamliel came back very late from a party. Amrulo, they said to him, we haven't yet read the Shema. And contextually, we can tell that they came back after Chatzos had already passed. Amr Lahem, he said to them, As long as the day has not yet broke, it's still night, you're able and achayav and obligated to read the Shema. And he's then saying a novelty because the Rabbanan said you can only say it until Chatzos. So what's the pshat that he's advising his sons to still say the Shema even though the Chachamim say it's too late? The answer is, let's look at the Mishnah continue. This is not the only case where really you have the entire night, just the rabbis are highlighting chatzos as a better time. This is not the only illustration of that. Any place where you find a nighttime mitzvah, where the rabbis are advising you to do it until, until chatzos, mitzvah really the mitzvah can be done the whole night. What are other examples of such a thing? In the Beis HaMikdash, they had to burn the fat and, uh, and limbs of the carbon, meaning a carbon can only be brought during the day. However, you can burn the, the, the certain parts of the carbon are meant to be burned on the Mizbeach, and they can be burned the whole night. However, come along the rabbis and they say, Hector Chalav and Veivarim, the burning of the fats and the limbs of the carbon, really you have the whole night. However, they still advise you to do it by Chatzos. Another example, any carbon, the meat that is eaten either by the Kohen or eaten by the owner of the carbon. So for example, a carbon chatas, a carbon asham, uh, a carbon toda. A person has the day that they bring the carbon and the ensuing night to eat the meat. It must be consumed by the morning. Really, what is the mitzvah to eat it the entire night? However, the rabbis there as well encourage that the meat, that the meat is all eaten by chatzos. Mitzvah sanachiyam and shachar. Really, the mitzvah could be done no night. In Cain, in these three cases, Kriyashma, Hector Chalav and Veivarim, and Kolon Achon Liomachar, these three circumstances, if the mitzvah really is the whole night, Lama Chatzos, why is it that the rabbis are advising you to do it by chatzos if really it can be done until the morning? It's because we want to protect people from sin. So in all these three examples, think about it. At night, once you're up very late, you may be overcome by sleep. 
you may wake up in the next morning and you miss the whole thing. So you have that by Shema, the Chachomim say, say it by Chatzos. You have it by burning the fats on the Mizbeach and by eating the meat, even though the mitzvah really is the whole night. And if you didn't do it past Chatzos, you should still, and you're obligated to do it. But the rabbis are still emphasizing this man of Chatzos so that a person doesn't come to sin. So the Gemara now comes along. Uh, so just to summarize the Mishnah, we have that the earliest start time point for Shema is nightfall. And we have a three-way machlokas about what the latest time is for Shema. Rabbi Eliezer says it's 10 p.m. when people have stopped going to bed. We have Rabbi Gamliel and the saying it's while people are sleeping, so essentially the whole night. However, the Chachamim's opinion is that there's a safeguard to make sure that you say it by chatzos so that you don't come to sin. So the Gemara comes along with a very simple question. Give me context. How, where is the Tana? Where is he coming from that he simply asked, from when do you start Shema? Tell me a premise. Where, where, where are you coming off of that you just start asking when is the earliest time to say Shema? The two, and a further question, Why are we starting with the nighttime Shema? Listening Shachar's Beresha. Why are we not discussing the morning Shema first? Why are we beginning with the nighttime Shema? So the Gemara answers both of these questions. Tana Akrokoi. The Tana is coming off of the context of a Pasuk in the Torah. What is the source for Kriya Shema? It says, And then it says, And then finally, the key words, That is the source for reciting Shema. We have to recite these words, So the Tana expects us to know that Pasuk, to understand that that's a source for a mitzvah to recite Shema. And now the Tana is asking, That din of the What is that earliest time? of Kriya Shema of going to sleep? And the answer was, So we've answered both questions. We're coming off of a Pasuk, which is expected to be known, and B, in the Pasuk, which Shema comes first? The nighttime Shema. Therefore, the Tana follows the Pasuk, and he asks, what is the earliest time to say Shema at night? Or if you prefer, you can answer a different answer. The reason the Tana started with the nighttime Shema is because in Judaism we see that the day begins with the night. We learn from the creation of the world. When Hashem creates the world, the language of the Pasuk is, it was night and then it was day and then there was a completion of day one. So we see that the day begins with the night. So the Gemara says that's such a good answer that we have a problem. Iachi, if this is true, Seifa, the next Mishnayos after this one are going to talk about the morning. And we're going to say, Seifa, the Ketani, Bashachar, Mavar, Shtayim, Lefanah, their Birchos, Kriyashma are different at night and at day. At nighttime Shema, the Mishnah teaches, there are two Brachos that are recited before the Shema, that's Yotzer Ar and Ahavarabah, the Achas Leachreha, and there's one Bracha after the Shema, the Bracha of Yatzev Uba Erev, and in the evening, you have two brachas before the Shema, and you have two brachas after the Shema, you have the bracha of Emunakozos and the bracha of Hashkivain. So the Mishnah teaches us that difference, that discrepancy, and we'll learn more about that as we go further. But which one is the Mishnah to talk about first? The morning one. It says in the morning you do two before and one after, and at night you do two before and two after. So the Tana talks about morning and then night. So that's a contradiction to the style of our Tana. The style of our Tana is to talk about night and then day. But in the next Mishnah that talks about the brachos of Kriyashma, the style of the Tana is reversed. He talks about day and then night. Why the change in style? So the Gemara asks, listening to Avras Barasha, right? We should have had the discussion about nighttime first. So the Gemara answers, 
And this again, this is all style. And remember, this is at times when Mishnayos were memorized. So it was all about what was easiest to remember the order. So the Gemara explains, We started with the earliest time to say Shema at night. We started with night. Then the next Mishnah afterwards talks about the earliest time to start Shema during the morning, in the day. Once I was talking about the morning Shema, Pirish Mili de Shachris. I continued discussing the laws of Shachris and I said, How many Birkos Kriyashma are in the morning? Then I get back to how many uh, Brachos are recited at the nighttime Shema. So it starts like this Earliest time for Shema at night, earliest time for Shema during the day. Once I'm talking about during the day, let me talk about how many Brachos are before Kriyashma during the day. And then the Tana gets back to how many Brachos are there at Kriyashma at night. So it's just simple, simply a style. First, we talk about the earliest time. You go night, then day. But once you're talking about day, so the tangent continues. Let's talk about a day, and we continue with the brachos. How many brachos are before Krishma during the day? And then we get back to how many brachos there are at night. Says the Gemara. Amar Mar, we said as follows. In the earliest time to say Shema is when the Kohanim eat the Truma. Says the Gemara. Michti, let's analyze. What is the time that Kohanim eat Truma? It's the emergence of stars. In Halacha, the emergence of the stars are the definition of night. So the time when Kohanim eat Truma, the night, is just simply determined by stars. So listen, why does the Mishnah need to speak in such a roundabout way? You say Shema from when Kohanim eat Truma. Just say, you say Shema at night. What is night? And the stars come out. Also, it is true, you're right, that nightfall is also the time that Kohanim go to eat Truma. But why am I looking at the din of Truma here? Why can't the Mishnah simply say, you say Shema from when the stars come out? Why are we being told of the din of Shema in the din of Kohanim eating Truma? So the Gemara answers, Milsa Agavorche Kamashmalan. Again, a style of the Mishnayas. That Mishnayas wish to tell me as many added points as novelty as possible. So if we can slip in a Chiddush, if we can slip in a novelty and teach me something new, even though it's not about the thing we're learning, even better. So the Tana wanted to slip in a Chiddush. That what is the time, that when can in fact a Kohen who was Tami, and he went to the mikvah, when could he eat Shema? Misha says he can eat it as soon as the stars come out, as soon as nightfall comes. And the reason that is a novelty is because it's informing us that you don't need step three. Remember, the next day there are certain types of Tama that the Kohen has to bring a carbon in the Beis HaMikdash before he can regain full purity, for example, to eat Karbanos. So the Mishnah is trying to tell you, Truma does not require that. Truma can be eaten by a Kohen who was Tameh as soon as nightfall comes. As soon as he went to the mikvah and now nightfall comes, he can eat Truma. Even though he's not fully pure, he has to go tomorrow and bring a carbon in the base of Mikdash. Still, the halacha is that he's allowed to eat Truma from nightfall. So the Tana wanted to slip in that Chiddush. So instead of saying, you say Shema from when the stars come out, it said, you say Shema from when Kohenim eat Truma. So now I figure out, oh, interesting. Cohen can eat Shema at night. He doesn't have to wait till the next day. I learned something new. Ah, so this is, this is something which we're going to discuss on the base. Okay, we'll come back to it a little bit better. The Gemara hasn't provided a source for it yet. The simple answer is, at this point, just to leave it simple, is that that's what Chazal said, that's when Chazal are observing that society is going to sleep. So the novelty is that Kapar is now Ma'akev, Kidetanya. Where do we see this whole source? Let's look at the Pasuk. Anyone who has the Pasuk on the side of your Gemara, it's Pasuk Gimel. The Pasuk writes about the Kohen who was Tameh, Uba Hashemish Vitaher. The sun will come. He will, it will be Vitaher. We'll look what that word means. Then he can resume, resume eating his Truma because it is his bread. 
So what does it mean, Uva Hashemesh, and the sun will come? Vitaher. You could look at it as follows. The setting of the sun withholds him from eating truma. But bringing the carbon the next day does not withhold the person from eating truma. So the interpretation of the Pasuk is as follows. The sun will come, the sun will set, eventually the day is complete, the day is over, and then he can resume eating truma. That's the interpretation of the words of the Pasuk. So the Gemara challenges. How do we really know that's what it means? How do you know means sunset? And the word v'tahir means that there's completion of the day. Dilma bias orohu. Perhaps uba shemesh means and the sun will come, meaning the sun will rise the next morning. Umay v'tahir, tahir gavra. And the word v'tahir means and the person will purify themselves. How does the person purify themselves? By bringing the carbon. So mamish the opposite. You could read the words Uba Shemesh Vitaher that the Torah is telling you the earliest time to eat Shema is after sunrise the next day and after he has brought his carbon, that's when he's allowed to eat Shema. So how do we really know we're learning the Shad and the Pasuk correctly? Uba Shemesh Vitaher means with sunset and the day is over, he can eat Shema? Maybe not. Maybe Uba Shemesh Vitaher means with the rising of the sun the next day and with his purification, then he's allowed to eat Shema. How do we in fact know where we're right? So the Gemara answers, The grammar here, if it's referring to the coin purifying himself by bringing a carbon, the language should be, and he shall achieve purity. That's the language for bringing the carbon. My vitaher, vitaher is mashma, something is just automatically happening. It must mean taher yoma, that the day is complete. People say, that the sun has set and now the day is complete. So we accept the proof from the Brisa as being truth. And the halacha is that after sunset and the completion then of the day when the stars come out, that is when the Kohen can eat truma. And that's what the Tan, the Chiddush that our Tana wanted to tell us. Says the They didn't know this whole answer that Rabbi Barshila just gave. They actually were unsure of the din. They phrased it as a question. They weren't sure in Eretz Yisrael. Is the right interpretation of Ba'a Shemesh that the sun sets and retire means and the day is complete? And then it would come out, the Kohen could eat Shema when, as soon as the stars come out. Odilma, or perhaps, Bias Orohu, the words of Ba'a Shemesh mean the sun rises, Umay Vitar Gavra. And Vitar means that the person will purify himself. So in Eretz Yisrael, they left it as an open question. They weren't sure which one was correct. Eventually, they were able to resolve the question from looking at a brisa. It says in the brisa, it says that the coin can go from the time that the coin eats his truma, and it says the simon for the dover of when the coin eats his truma is when the stars come out. Clearly, if that's what the Tana is saying, then the correct interpretation of the pasuk is that the setting of the sod So eventually in Eretz Yisrael, they also got to the same conclusion. Everybody is on the same page. In Eretz Yisrael, they didn't see it as clearly from the grammar that in Bavel we're providing from the language of the pasuk, but eventually they resolved it from what the Brisa, from the way the Tana is teaching us that you're able to, uh, to the Simon Ladavar of Seisakolchavim of when you say Shema and the Kohen can eat his Trumavs, they're all there at Seisakolchavim, so we get the same exact uh, conclusion. I'll just throw out you one tidbit from Rapsadok, a beautiful tidbit. He says there's something deep, very, very deep about what's taking place here. That Zman Kriya Shema depends on when you have of Shemesh, of having the concept of you go to the mikvah, but still you're not fully pure until the night, until time passes. He says you see from here 
that there's an Indian of a changing, of, we really say this every single Myron, of the changing of the times. That every single time you've, uh, uh, the day ends and nightfall comes, it's a new period of time. So sometimes you go to the mikvah during the day, it's not enough. You don't feel totally pure right away. You need a new framework. You need a new period of time. You need nighttime. And we see from here that the day is split. The ending of the day provides new opportunity. That was yesterday. Now it's today. That's why you say Shema Dafka when the stars come out. Dafka when the new time period starts. Because each new time period requires a new dedication to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. There's an expiration. Kriya Shema that you say during the day, it goes and it carries over. Just like the mikvah has this carryover effect. But it doesn't go away until you have Harashemish until the next day. So too, that's what we have with Shema. We say it in the morning, it goes, it's good to go until the night. But when the night comes, we need to rededicate ourselves. That's the Pshat, why we have to say Shema now again once nightfall arises. Says the Gemar. Omar Mar. Mishosh HaKonim is in the earliest time to say Shema is when the Kohanim eat their Shema, which we said is nightfall. Says the Gemara, we have a contradiction from another Brisa. So the Gemara is bringing another Brisa and making a contradiction between Mishnah and Brisa. The Brisa says, What's the earliest time a person can say Shema at night? From when a poor man comes in in his home at night and starts eating his bread in salt. What is the point of the Ani eating his bread and salt? The point is, is that the Ani doesn't have preparations. Most people get home after dark, and they get home after dark, and they start preparing their supper. An Ani has no preparations. So he just comes home, pretty much, he's ready to go. He's ready to take out his bread and his salt and start eating. So the earliest time to say Shema is when the Ani eats his dinner, his bread and salt, until what's the end time of Shema? When he concludes his meal. So this Brisa, has the very, very narrow, very short window of time to say Shema. From the time the Ani starts his meal until the end time from the Ani eats his meal. So the Gemara comments right away, The end time definitely is in contradiction to our Mishnah. Because what did our Mishnah say the end time for Shema is? Either 10 p.m. Chatzos or Amar HaShachar. Definitely not when the Ani finishes his supper. The end time is definitely a dispute. We have to say that the Brisa argues. But Reisha, the beginning time, should we say that it's a machlokis? Our Mishnah said that the beginning time is the stars coming out. The Brisa is saying that the beginning time is when the Ani is eating his bread with salt. So it seems to be different information. The facts seem to be two separate things. Should we assume it's a machlokis? Says the Gemara, lo. Ani v'koin chad Perhaps we could suggest that they're the same time. The Ani gets home and he immediately starts eating. That is the time of the stars coming out. It's exactly the same time. The Mishnah depicted it as when the Kohen eat their truma. The Brisa says it from when the Ani starts eating his supper at home with his bread. There's no preparations. But it's a reference to the same time. The time of the Tzeis HaKochavim. So there's no dispute about the beginning time between Mishnah and Brisa. Says the Gemara, is that true? Uraminu. <clears throat> we have another Brisa. So now we're going to bring another Brisa. And this Brisa is going to have many more opinions. What is the earliest time to say Shema at night? Says the Brisa, Says Rabbi Meir, it's the time that people begin their meal on Friday night. What's the point of when people begin their meal on Friday night? Well, Rashi comments, Rashi writes, Very important Rashi. 
People eat much earlier on Friday night than they do during the week. The reason is you can't prepare for your meal on Shabbos. Everything has to be cooked. Everything has to be good to go. So you already come home. You're coming home pre-nightfall. You're coming home a little bit earlier and you have no preparations to do. So this is, Tana is saying an earlier time for Shema than we have yet learned. The earliest time that our Mishnah had said is when the stars come out. Now we're getting a different interpretation from Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is saying it's when people begin their meals on Friday night. Vachachamim omrim, chachamim dispute, and the chachamim is the opinion that we learned in our Mishnah. Misha shachamim zakhan lachal b'chumas. When the when when the when the kohanim are able to eat their truma, simen ladaver, and what is that time? Seisakuchavim, the stars. And the brisa continues. Vaafal bishein raya ladaver. Even though I can't prove. Uh, absolutely prove to you that the Zman of Shema is when the stars come out. Zecher Ladover, I will bring you at least an illusion from the Pasuk. What's the illusion? Shinemar, it says in the Pasuk in Nehemiah, the Pasuk here in context is talking about the building, the construction of the second temple. And it says, Anachnu osim b'malacha, we are doing our work, and there were those half people who were holding spears to guard. When did we do the work and the guarding? From alosa shachar, that's dawn, until the stars come out. The Omer, and it then says, We guarded at night and we worked during the day. So it says that they worked from alosa shachar until tzesak ochavim. And another Pasuk says, when it describes their activity, it said, we worked, we worked during the day and guarded at night. My Omer, why did I need that second Pasuk? Because maybe really the definition of nightfall is as soon as the sun sets, even before all the stars come out. Just they were staying after the day and working in their night as well. The Pasuk says clearly, they worked the day and they, and they guarded at night. So they work the day, and the Pusik says that they worked until the stars come out. So we have a nice illusion here from the Pusik that the day is over when, when the stars come out. Now, is that a proof? Is that a Raya Gemura that you begin reciting Shema at that point? No, it's only a Zecher. Why is it only a Zecher? Because of Akiva's point. Hashem didn't say, say Shema at night. Hashem said, say Shema when? When society goes to sleep. It doesn't say here society goes to sleep at night. It says that the day is over by Tzitzah So there's not a proof, a concrete proof from this, from this over here in this context that you should start saying Shema from when the stars come out. But a Zecher Ladava there is because we assume people go to sleep when night begins. And we see here that the night begins when? With the Tzitzah So there's an illusion from this source here. There's something here to pick up on the Chachamim's opinion, which is the prevailing opinion that the Halacha should be to say Shema when the stars come out. Okay. That is the price. So in this price, so what did we learn? We learned uh, two, uh, two opinions about the earliest time to say Shema. Either when people are eating their meals on Friday night, that was Rabbi Meir, which is a little bit earlier, and the Chachamim are saying when the Kohanim are going to eat their Shema. So the Gemara says, We think, and it's not so clear why we think this, but we think that the time that the Ani eats his bread and salt and the time that people eat their meal on Friday night are the same. Because what? We're going to make more opinions? So, if we say that the time of the Ani eating his bread and the time when the Kohen eats his truma is the same thing, then the Chachamim and Rabbi Meir are the same thing. Let's make sure we have this clear. In the previous Brisa, 
we had a brisa saying when you eat the when, the when the poor man eats his bread and salt. We tried to say that's the same exact time as when the stars come out. The problem is in this brisa we have one Rebbe Mayer saying when people eat their meal Friday night, and the Chachamim saying when the stars come out. We think that the poor man eating his bread and salt and people eating their meal Friday night is one and the same. But that now leaves us with a problem. The Chacham and Rabbi Meir are saying the same thing. One said stars and one says people, the people eating their meal Friday night, then it's the same thing. So we've had three opinions. Stars coming out, the prevailing Chachamim, poor man eating his bread and salt and eating the meal Friday night. Something's got to give. If we assume that the Ani eating his meal Friday night if the only eating his meal on salt and people eating their meal Friday night is the same thing, then we don't have any machlokas here between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim. And that's a problem because clearly they're in the same brisa arguing on each other. El the takeaway from here is, the takeaway has got to be that the coin eating his truma is the stars, but the ani has to be a different time. The ani who eats his bread and salt must be the same time that people eat their meal Friday night, which is an earlier time and not the same thing. So the Gemara is trying to say at this point that the ani eating his bread and salt and people eating their meal Friday night is one, but the, the coin eating their, their truma at night is a separate time. And the Gemara says, no, you don't have a proof. You could spin it the other way. Lo, ani the coin It could be that the coin eating and the coin eating his truma and the ani dipping his bread in salt are the same. Uh, the, the, but the time that the poor man dips his bread in salt and the time that, that, that people are eating their meal on Friday night is not the same time. It's simple mathematics here. There are three times. We, can, we have to say that two of them are not the same as the third. Does that mean which two are the same and which two are not is up for interpretation. We could either say that the time when people eat their meal Friday night is the one that's out, but the time that the coin eats his bread, it eats his truma, and the time that people eat, and the time that the poor man eats his bread and salt is the same time. Or we could have said the other way, but this is the way that the Gemara prefers. The coin eats his, his truma and the tesak al-chavim is the same time as the poor man dipping his bread in salt. And the time when people eat their meal Friday night, ah, that's a different opinion of Rabbi Meir. That's not the same opinion. So where are we right now? Where we are right now is that there are two opinions about the earliest time to say Shema. The prevailing opinion of the Chachamim that it's when the stars come out, that is the same time the Gemara is saying when, people, when, when, when the Ani dips his poor bread in salt. And then there's another opinion, opinion of Rabbi Meir, that it's when people eat their meal on Friday nights. Okay, that's where we are so far, yeah. Right, just say stars. Yeah, so the answer is that's two channels have different a lot. Right. Why now we're saying also weird timing, not like a specific time, if it's not going to teach us any law? Who, Rebbe Mayer, when people? Yeah. No, that I think is a specific time. Meaning, yeah, no, that's a specific time. When the poor man, when the poor man dips his bread or people eat their meal Friday night, that's as specific well, as olden day. Oh, you mean why did that ha- ah, That's a good question. I got you. Why did that Tana say when the guy dips his bread in salt? Why didn't he just say stars? I hear. That's a good question. I, I like that. Says the Gemara. Is it really true? We're saying now that the poor man dipping his bread in salt and the co- time that the coin eats his truma is the same time. Is it really the same time? Or a minute we have a contradiction. Look at this price. We get more opinions. What's the time, earliest time to say Shema at night? Rebelezer says the earliest time of all. At the time that Shabbos starts. When does Shabbos start? With the sun of the setting of the sun. As soon as Ben Hashemashos begins. Way before 
the, uh, the, the stars are coming out. So we have an even earlier opinion, Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, he is the uh, same opinion as our when they are tahar to eat truma, meaning the emergence of the stars. Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir says, not when the Kohanim can eat their truma, that's the stars, but when the Kohanim can immerse themselves in a mikvah. Meaning, what's the latest time the Kohen can immerse himself in the mikvah if he'd like to eat his truma the next night? What's the earliest time? While it is still definitely day. So he's actually saying, while it's the latest time for him to go to the mikvah, is the earliest time to say Shema. The latest time for him to go to the mikvah would be, I guess, right before the sun goes down, presumably. That is now the earliest time to say Shema. So that's even an earlier time, okay? Even before Shabbos starts. The time that the Kohenim are going to the mikvah. And if you notice, there's a problem here. That's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir earlier said something else. So the Gemara will ask that. That's way too early. The Kohenim are going in the mikvah while it's still day. It has to still be. There has to be, still be sunlight out. So how can you, someone say, Shema, who's going to sleep so early? When the Ani goes to dip his bread in salt. So, uh-oh. What did we say? We want to say dipping your bread in salt and the stars coming out are the same opinion. So why are we have two different opinions in the Bible saying the same thing? That's what the Gemara is picking up on. It's the time that in a regular night, most people are sitting down to dinner, which is when? The latest of all times. Because they come home, they start preparing dinner, eventually they sit down to dinner. So that's the latest of all times. So how many opinions were there in the Brisa? What was listed here was as follows. Rabbi Eliezer says, when Shabbos starts, that's sunset. Rabbi Yeshua said, Kohenim eating Shema, that's the stars coming out. We have the hard opinion of Rabbi Meir saying when Kohenim are immersing in the mikvah, which Rabbi Yudah says doesn't make sense because that's too early. We have Rabbi Chanina saying when the Ani is dipping his bread in salt, and Rabbi Acha saying it's when people are sitting down to dinner on a regular night. So, if, like you said before, is true, that the Ani dips his bread in salt at nightfall when the stars come out and it's the same time as the Kohen, Rabbi Chanina and Rabbi Yeshua, then two of the opinions are saying the same thing. One opinion said, Kohenim eating their truma. One opinion said, the poor man dipping his bread in salt. They're saying the same thing. How, they're in the same brisa saying the same thing. That's why this is a new question. Until now, we've been saying, the Tana here said one thing, the Tana there said another thing because they weren't in the same point. They weren't having dialogue to each other. So what, they could be expressing the same time in different ways. But here it's in the same brisa, in the same brisa and dialogue between each other. One Tana is saying nightfall. One Tana is saying the bread being dipped in salt by the poor man. They're saying the same thing. That doesn't make sense. They must be separate times. The Gemara concludes, in fact, they are separate. It is actually a separate time. The time that the Kohen eats his Ejrima stars is not the same time as the Ani dipping his bread in salt. So the Gemara asks, which one is later? When does this Ani dip his bread in salt? Is it before the stars come out or is it after the stars come out? So the Gemara says, it's probably a little bit later because the I'amrit, Amra, the Ani Muktam, if it's before, Reb Chanina, Haini, Reb Elazar, then Reb Chanina is pretty much the same thing as Rabbi Elazar. What did Rabbi Elazar say? When Shabbos starts. So this what, it doesn't have to be exactly the same moment, but the Gemara's point is, we're not going to say that there's so many opinions here in the dialectics. Like, one is when Shabbos starts, one is when Tzayzak O'chavim, and then what? There's no narrow, like, in the middle? It's too short of a time frame to start making different opinions. Either you say night, either you say when the sun goes down, people start going to bed, or you say when the stars come out, people start going to bed. But you're not going to make another opinion, like, stuck right in the middle. No, it's when the honey eats his, dips his bread in salt and that smack in the middle. So it's more reasonable to assume that the time that the honey dips his bread and salt is when? After the stars come out. 
So therefore, it's Rabbi Lazar saying when Shabbos starts, Rabbi Yeshua saying the stars come out, a later opinion saying when the Ani sits down to his meal, and then eventually the latest opinion of when regular people eat their meal. Okay. So that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Ela Shmamina, the Ani Ma'ochar Shmamina. So the Gemara cleans up a few problems here, and we'll conclude with this. Amar Mar, we said earlier, Amalei Rabbi Yehuda, we had a very strange opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir said, what's the earliest time? When the Kohanim are immersing themselves. So the Kohanim has to immerse himself when? While it's still day. So Amalei Rabbi Yehuda, you have to do that when there's still sunlight out on the ground. I mean, there's no way people are going to sleep when there's sunlight out. So the Gemara says, It's such a good argument. What in the world is Rabbi Meir saying? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir, You think I hold like your opinion about Ben I disagree with your premise of Ben I hold, and this is the key, everyone agrees you have to go to the mikvah while it's for sure day. But what's the latest time that we know is for sure day? We paskin, most people paskin, that it's Tully in the sunset. So if it's Tully in the sunset, as soon as the sun goes down, you have a suffix, the day might be over, the Kohanim have to go to the mikvah while it's still sunlight out. So that's where Rabbi Yehuda was saying, how, could you, how in the world are you going to say Shema so early? But Rameir says back, I don't hold like you. I think that the, sun, the sunset is irrelevant. The sunset happens, it's for sure still halachically day. Until much later. What's the much later? Rabbi Yossi, Ben Ashmashos, Keheref Ayin. Ben Ashmashos is a blink of an eye. Zenichnas Vizayotse. Day leaves and night comes in. What is that time? The blink of an eye before the stars come out. According to Rabbi Yossi, Ben Ashmashos is one second. And until one second before the stars come out, it's for sure day. So what's the latest time a coin can go to the mikvah? Up until one second before the stars come out. So it's very reasonable to say you can say Shema from when Ko- the latest time Kohanim still go to the mikvah, and that doesn't contradict the fact that people don't go to sleep when the sun is out, because the Kohanim can still go to the mikvah, according to Rabbi Meir, until one second before it says There's one problem with this. It comes out that the dispute here between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yeshua is about one second, right? Rabbi Yeshua said when the stars come out, and it's coming out that what's Rabbi Meir's opinion? One second before. It seems like very odd. What do you need a machlekes about that? But Rabbi Yehuda was, I didn't understand, that's what Rabbi Meir was saying. He thought that the Kohanim have to go to the mikvah when it's for sure vada sunlight out went before the sun sets. That's why he was getting so upset because he says no one's going to sleep when there's still sunlight out on the ground. Says the Gemara, there's no way that anyone can tell. The Gemara cleans up. We stand, we have a kasha on a steer and Rameir. Rameir here is coming out when the Kohanim go to the mikvah. When is that? The second before the stars come out. What did Rabbi Meir say in the Brisa before when people start eating their meal on Friday night? It's a contradiction in Rabbi Meir. It's not the same time. So the Gemara says, We have to conclude that there are two separate opinions about what Rabbi Meir said. Rabbi Meir is quoted differently in two separate prices saying different things. In one price he says when people eat their meal Friday night. In the second price he's quoted is when the Kohanim immerse in the mikvah and in the Hanami. There are two separate versions about what Rabbi Meir said. Kasha to Rabbi Eliezer, to Rabbi Eliezer. We have a kasha between two things Rabbi Eliezer said. Rabbi Eliezer said here in the Brisa, what's the earliest time? When Shabbos starts, which is sunset. What is the earliest time that Rabbi Eliezer and our Mishnah said? Go back to our Mishnah. When the Kohanim eat the Shema, until the end of the first watch, Diver Rabbi Eliezer. So we have two different things about Rabbi Lazar. The Mishnah's mashma, Rabbi Lazar holds, it's when the Kohanim eat the Truma. And in the Brisa, we have Rabbi Lazar saying when Shabbos starts. So it's off. 
So the Gemara says, You have to say there's two different versions about what Rabbi Eliezer said. If he buys the same, or you can answer a separate answer, In our Mishnah, when the Mishnah said, When do you eat Shema from when the Kohanim eat Shema, that wasn't Rabbi Eliezer. That's really only the Chachamim. That's really only Rabbi Yeshua, the Chachamim prevailing opinion. The next line is, what's the latest time? That's when we start quoting Rabbi Lazar. But the initial line of the Mishnah, that the earliest star time is when the stars come out, when the Kohanim eat Shuma, was not Rabbi Lazar's opinion. Rabbi Lazar's real opinion is when it is the, uh, the Shabbos starting. So let's make a quick summary because it's a little bit complicated. How many opinions do we have for the end time of Shema and how many opinions do we have for the beginning of the Shema? The end time is a lot easier. Okay, we had the Bryce's funny opinion, which we completely disregard, that it's when the Ani finishes his meal, that definitely argued on the Mishnah, that in our Mishnah we had three opinions, 10 p.m., Chatzos, or Amarashah. That's for the end time. What do we have for the beginning time? What's the earliest time? Let's take, try to take it from earliest to late. What do we got? What are we coming out with? So the earliest time we have, we have different quotas, is when Shabbos starts. We have when people start eating their meal on Friday night. We mentioned that. We have the idea of Tzaysak Ochavim. We don't want to make another opinion between them. The next one is Tzaysak Ochavim, when the stars come out. We have the poor man dipping his bread into salt. We have when people, in the latest time, is when people are sitting down to, uh, to, their, to their meal on a regular night. How do we pause? I'm curious. How do we pause? Can of worms. Can of worms. Okay? Absolute can of worms. Anyone who davens Minchamayim uh, in Young Israel tonight at 4.30 is open to that can of worms. First Rashi and Taisvish in Mesechus and all of Shas talk about Okay? So it's a can of worms, but even if you're Mako, like our shul, many shuls do, to daven Meir before the stars come out, but it's always better to repeat Shema after the stars have come out. Because we are sensitive to the prevailing opinion here of the Chachamim, even though we are Mekel because of the Tzibor to daven early, but the main takeaway, the best time to say Shema is after the stars have emerged.